Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Rivers Church. Those of you that have traveled by aeroplane will know that when you get to the check-in counter, there are baggage limits. Usually if you're in economy class, it's only 20 kilograms. And for years we traveled in economy class because that's... uh, we only once in a blue moon ever traveled. Now we travel a lot. We often get upgraded. We get flown overseas by churches and so on. So it's a lot different. But in the old days, we used, to, we used to only have the 20 kilogram limit. And when you get there with the 20 kilograms, everyone who gets to the counter hopes that they're not going to be overweight. Isn't that true? And then they usually look at you with that look. Your luggage is overweight. And then you have to take it off that thing. And what they get you to do is they get you to unpack it in front of everyone while the whole line is watching. Out comes underwear, socks, and you're hoping no one can see what's in there. And you're trying to figure out what you've got to get rid of. Isn't that true? You want to pass it to someone else, and maybe you're going to put it on, try and wear it. And it's a massive struggle to deal with excess baggage because it costs so much. Excess baggage is not just a little bit added on. It's ridiculous. If you're like a kilo overweight, they charge you a lot of money for that. They don't say, oh, don't worry, it's just 20 bucks. No, no, they charge you hundreds of rand. So excess baggage is a serious issue. And uh, people have to repack. And I think a lot of travelers who travel, in fact, most travelers who travel will end up with excess baggage. Now, when you think of that, you know what I realize? A lot of travelers through life are traveling with excess baggage. And what they often ask you when you get to the counter is this, did you pack this yourself? Excess baggage doesn't just happen. You stuff it in. And I think like excess baggage that we carry, a lot of us carry excess baggage emotionally, and we're trying to take flights to our destiny, but we're too heavy. Do you know that today God wants to free you from excess baggage? Not physically, but emotionally, so that he can fly you to the heights that you're destined to go to. I want to speak to you today about getting rid of excess baggage, that weight that you carry, not on your body, but in your soul, because it stops you from getting to where God wants to take you. And in the Bible, we read about King Saul, who was a young man who's anointed by God to be king. God's got plans for him, but his baggage is an issue in his life. His emotional baggage, even his physical baggage. And I want us to read from 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 20. The Bible says, so Samuel the prophet brought all the tribes of Israel before the Lord, and the tribe of Benjamin was chosen by Lot. This is how they selected a king. Then he brought each family of the tribe of Benjamin before the Lord, And the family of the Matrites was chosen. And finally, out of that family, Saul, son of Kish, was chosen from among them. But when they looked for him, he had disappeared. Well, verse 22 says, so they asked the Lord, where is he? And the Lord replied, he is hiding among the baggage. Imagine being king and you're hiding amongst the suitcases. What a ridiculous thing to do. And the question is, that they asked is, where is he? And I want to ask you today, where are you? Could it be that you're hiding among your baggage? But it goes on today and says, so they found him and they brought him out. That's what God wants to do to you. He wants to find you and bring you out. 
And he stood head and shoulders above anyone else. Why was he hiding when he had this incredible natural gifting and potential already? Then Samuel said to all the people, this is the man. The Lord has chosen to be your king. No one in all Israel is like him. I mean, he's, he's a standout guy. And all the people shouted, long live the king. You could have the spirit of a king or queen on you, but because of your excess baggage, you get dragged back to a low place instead of taking your position that God's got planned for you. Some people are still among the baggage. Others are still in their baggage. And you know today, God is saying, where are you? I want to find you. I want to call you out and bring you out And because uh, I've got a journey that I want to take you on. And, and Saul didn't just have this moment of fear. He carried baggage from his past, which many of us carry. I want you to notice in 1 Samuel 9, verse 21, when Saul was originally spoken of as being king, he responds, Saul answered, but I'm not a Benjamite. Sorry, but am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel? In other words, I come from an inferior family. And is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? You know, deep inside you, you can have a deep sense of inferiority because where you grew up, what happened to you, what you experienced. And now God wants to take you high places, but you can't go there because of your baggage. I mean, you know, it'd be good to unload that baggage, just like excess baggage is extra weight, and take off into all that God's got for you. Let me give you the definition of excess baggage this morning. It's anything that you carry that makes you overweight or drags you down and that hinders the journey. It could be hurts. It could be beliefs about life, about yourself, about others. It could be wounds. It could be things that you've collected. It could be things you don't need. It could be dangerous things. Hmm? They always ask you at the airport, have you got anything sharp? Have you got any aerosols? Have you... They're asking you not only if you've got excess baggage, but if you've got anything that you should be leaving behind. Because if you're going to make a flight, these things don't matter. So let me give you seven things this morning in this very quiet Presbyterian church <laughs> as we all lean and rest in the Lord this morning. Are you ready? Number one, the first thing, if you're going to get rid of excess baggage, you need to identify these things, is ex the excess baggage of past relationships. People carry the excess baggage of what, of what ex they experienced in past relationships. What was said to you, what was done to you, the way they broke up with you. Maybe you, you can't date someone else now because you're already thinking, no one's going to do that to me again. Hmm? No one's going to send me a text. I'm not going to go on... On, on Facebook and find their status is single. <laughs> you carry this stuff into life and it affects the next relationship. Maybe it's a failed marriage. I believe the people in the room, because you failed in a marriage, if you're not careful and you carry the baggage of that, your next marriage won't take off like it's supposed to. It's going to be weighed down by those issues which you need to unpack and God wants to deal with today. Maybe it's your relationship with your children. It's a past relationship. The older parents in the room. Your children are grown up now, but there's issues there. And you carry the emotional baggage of that. It affects the way you relate to family. And you need to be free from that. Maybe it's your parents. 
your past relationship with them. Maybe they're already dead. You're carrying the baggage. You need to unload that. It could be your in-laws who are known as outlaws. And December's the time when you go and meet with the outlaws. Isn't that true? And you all smile. But there's issues. Wouldn't it be great to go in December to outlaws and have no issue? Because you've dealt with your baggage. You see, these things weigh us down and they prevent us from going where God wants us to go. It could be your home life, where you grew up, like Saul. His home life was the baggage. He came from a small place, a small tribe. And maybe constantly in your mind, you feel you're disqualified. But God is saying, I've got better plans for you. Maybe it's sibling tensions that you grew up with. And that's always an issue. Maybe there's abuse, even sexual abuse. And now you carry the emotional baggage. There are a lot of people that you would never guess who've suffered sexual abuse. And you know the gender violence thing in our country? The more we are active about it, the more it increases because you have to start in the home. And if it goes wrong in the home, you have to bring it to God because the church is the place where you reinstate family and you restore family. You don't do it on the street. Now, making people aware is good, but it's much deeper than that. Are you with me? You can march on the street and be an activist and hold up placards, but you know what? Very often it's because you're carrying baggage. Baggage that God wants to leave behind. Maybe you were in a marriage or a relationship. Let's say a relationship where you slept with someone on an ongoing basis, and then you had a baby, or you had an abortion. Now the baggage of all that you messed up, and you think, oh gosh, look where my life is. God says, I want you to leave that behind because I want you to make a new start. I just want to encourage you in the room, every one of us, every day, is in danger of picking up baggage. In fact, Philip Yancey, uh, Max Lucado, sorry, Max Lucado wrote a very good book called Traveling Light. And in the book, he describes how we all have the potential to carry baggage without even realizing it. Let me read it to you, a little excerpt. He says, the odds are that you have bags in your hands right now. Somewhere between your first step out of bed this morning and your last step out of the door, you walked over to the baggage carousel and you loaded up, picking up a suitcase of guilt and a sack of discontent. You draped a duffel bag of weariness on one shoulder and a garment bag of grief on the other, added on a backpack of doubt and an overnight bag of loneliness and a trunk of fear. Pretty soon you're juggling more luggage than a sky cap. It's one of those trucks that carry the luggage. No wonder you're so tired at the end of the day. Then he says this, carrying all that luggage is exhausting. God wants you to leave behind the excess baggage of past relationships. Number two, the second thing to identify in getting rid of baggage is ex the excess baggage of hurts and disappointments. When you've been hurt or disappointed, it can leave a residue in your soul and you can carry it with you from place to place and, it, and it, it hurts deeply. No matter how successful you are, people carry this kind of baggage. They feel let down, they feel deeply, it's like a wound. When you meet them, it's almost like they've got a, a, a literal open wound, like you were putting your fingers in, in a physical wound, their souls are like that. Christina Aguilera said this, she said, I'm a woman who has my extreme vulnerable side and my baggage. And at times, I feel extremely weak. She admits it. 
famous, rich, but she's got baggage. And you can be an achiever, but you can carry hurts and disappointment. And God says, no, that will taint everything. Let it go. Unpack it. The disappointments we have at home, with our own families, at work, with God. Why did he let that happen? How could he have not come through? I was trusting him. I believed the Bible. Now you carry that baggage. We come into church, lift your hands to God. Come on, isn't God good? And you stand there and you kind of get your hand this far. Amen. Why? Because you disappoint. There's emotional baggage. We all bring emotional baggage into church services. And guess what? It's good to unload it and go out free. Isn't that true? This is what Jesus said. He said this in Matthew chapter 11. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. It's wonderful when you come to Christ and you trust his word, a load gets taken off you. When I became a Christian, it was like a load dropped off my shoulders. And I was just a young man. I had hardly lived. But I'll tell you what, people carry burdens into their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, even into their 80s that Jesus just wants to take from you. All the hurts and disappointments. I was reading about this life coach, a lady by the name of Martha Beck. She's also an author. And she said this. She said, painful events leave scars, true, but it turns out they're largely erasable. So you can have hurts and disappointments and they can scar you, but there's also an opportunity to erase them. You can leave them behind. And she tells an amazing story of someone that she knows well, a lady who is a, what they call a, 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 um, a neuroanatomist, someone who studies the structure of the brain. And, uh, her name is Jill Bolt-Taylor, and she says that this, this woman had a stroke, and, 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 and when she had the stroke, I mean, imagine a serious thing when you have a stroke, they, they, they went and interviewed her, and uh, they said to her, how do you feel about the stroke she had, the stroke you've had? And she said, the stroke obliterated her memory and she lost 37 years of emotional baggage. So she had a stroke, but she realized after the stroke, there's things she couldn't remember, and a lot of them were just emotional baggage. I mean, you know, God today can come and give you one stroke. I don't mean a proper stroke, but and then all that emotional baggage can be gone, and you can walk free and take, take to new heights like God intends. So the past relationships, the hurts, and the disappointments, number three, excess baggage of offenses. People are so touchy today, it's frightening. But they're sensitive because of emotional baggage. And here's the surprising thing. It's mostly young people. More 18 to 25s than the 25s to 35s. Why is that? And, and, and in, in, in universities in America... The 18 to 25 age group, they've identified them as being so sensitive to being offended that they've called them snowflakes. <laughs> they just get any bit of heat and they dissolve. And guess what? 18 to 25 year olds were the ones that fought in World War II. They fought world wars. 
Now they're so sensitive, they call them snowflakes at university. And you know what? They've got special rooms. You can go and play with Play-Doh. You you, you've got coloring books, sleeping bags that you can cuddle up in if you're a little bit too stressed, and soft music. What? And you're at university and you're not even working? Guess where it starts? It starts in the home. The parents are overprotective. They turn them into snowflakes. They mollycoddle them in case they melt. And today's parent, oh, today's parent dare not tell their child, no. You go to a restaurant and children will come over and look at you and take some food off the table and walk away. And the, and the parents, that's so cute. In my day, in my day, my mother would have taken me by the ear and picked me up off the floor. Now today that's abuse and you can take your parents to court and you can even sue them for money. What have we got to that we are so sensitive to every little thing? Here's the thing. If you're super sensitive, don't expect us all to walk around on eggshells around you. Get rid of your baggage. I know this is not nice to say politically. So don't make a YouTube video and write me response cards on this. Gosh, it's, you, you need to understand something. When you are oversensitive from all your offenses and you don't get rid of that emotional baggage, you affect all of us. Because all of us are at risk of hurting you. Pastor Chris Hodges in his book, Fresh Air, he said this, the problem with baggage is that it affects other people's trips. All of us are hindered by the journey. Have you ever got on a plane and you try and put your luggage in and someone else's extra excesses up there? In economy, you only allowed one case, but they came with a case and a hat and a packet and another packet and they stuffed it in there. Now my trip is affected by your excess baggage. And I'll tell you what, if you ask them, whose is this? In the seat, they, they plicking and ricking. No, come on, it's time for us to get rid of that baggage. Hmm? And what they ask you at the counter is, did you pack this yourself? Usually you say, yes. Well, then unpack it. In Jesus' name. Are you being helped today? Number four, the excess baggage of a bitter spirit. The excess baggage of a bitter spirit. You better make sure that when you get, get to marry someone, they haven't got a bitter spirit. And you find out on a date, as you sit at the table, and you've become vulnerable. It's first like it's opening the first lock. Clack. Clack. And then that case jumps open, baby. It doesn't, you don't have to open it. Because there's so much excess baggage in there. It can't stay closed. How are you? No, I'm fine. No, I'm actually not fine. <laughs> you want to take on someone that's got excess baggage? You need to think it through. Because that marriage can be very difficult. That's why we tell people, if you, can I say this in this meeting? It's very important. If you have been in a very bad marriage and you get divorced, God bless you that you can move on. God's grace is sufficient. But if you don't get rid of the excess baggage, do not get married. Don't be surprised if at Rivers we try and take you on a journey and tell you to wait. Oh, the church is controlling. No, we're not. We understand that you need to unpack your baggage. And if you don't, that bitter spirit will harm the next one. So easy to carry the past hurts, 
the slights against you from home to home and from decade to decade. The Newsboys, a Christian band, they wrote a song called Million Pieces. And they asked these key questions. Why, why are you holding grudges in old jars? Why do you want to show off all your scars? Some people are very proud of their scars. They're asking why. Then they go on to give us some advice in the song. You've got to lay that burden down. You're going to lay that burden down. It's time to leave your burdens in a pyre. Set a bonfire. Because when you lay your burdens down, when you lay your burdens down, when you drop them burdens, what a free fall, what a thrill, bury them all in a landfill. Now I could think of better words, but I think it describes what we ought to do. When you've got a bit of spirit, unpack it. Get rid of it. Because it's going to affect your next relationship. Open the case. It weighs far too much. Number five, the fifth thing out of seven this morning, is the excess baggage of secret sin. It's amazing what we try and get onto a plane with. I've seen people try all sorts of tricks. I was reading about these designers. They came up with what's called an inconspicuous airport jacket. This jacket is a full-length jacket. It lets you wear 15 kilograms of luggage in some 14 pockets. Instead of declaring your excess baggage, you can put into this jacket a laptop, a tablet, two pairs of shoes, a pair of jeans, five t-shirts and a jumper and a camera. And some of you in the room are saying, where can I get it? <laughs> but we all tend to want to keep our excess baggage concealed so that they'll let us on the plane, but God doesn't allow it. He says, you might be able to fool people, but this thing weighs down the journey, and it's not good. You need to get rid of it. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us the weight of it. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set where? Before us. See, don't hold on to stuff that weighs you down. God's got a great future for you. And people hold on to sin. They, 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 they don't confess it because that's how the devil works. Secret sin, the, the power of it is, in, is that the devil keeps, keeps you keeping it secret. But when you confess it, there's freedom. And the people with emotional baggage from way back find a safe person to confess it to or confess it to God and move forward into your future. If it's in a secret compartment, unzip it and get it out and walk in freedom in Jesus' name. Number six, the excess baggage of rebellion. I know when I've been on a plane and I've had luggage limits, I'm like, I'm trying to push the boundary. Hmm? I stuff that stuff into that case and then I tell them, no, your scale's wrong. No, sir, it isn't. No, I'm sure. And it's only a little bit. Isn't that how we are with sin? But it's actually rebellion. I don't want to give this up. I'm stuffing it in because I think I need it on the journey. No, you don't. Yes, I do. See, it's not that I, that I, that I can't. It's that I won't. And then we get weighed down. 
And God's asking us, did you pack this? We have to own up and say yes. And he's saying, unpack it. Notice what Paul says to the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Then he says, those who indulge in sexual sin. Now, notice the word indulge. You can be tempted by sexual sin, but if you indulge, you carry on. Don't be surprised if you have a problem. Well, why is my life not taking off? Well, every one of us has got tendencies, but not everyone's indulging. We've given up that baggage. And by the way, sexual sin is everything outside of a man and woman in marriage, according to the Bible. Now watch. It's got very quiet in this Methodist church now. <laughs> he says, those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or abusive or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. You can't stuff these things in your suitcase and expect to take off in God. It's excess baggage. And listen to me, when you take it with, you think there I managed to get it in. It doesn't mean because you squeezed it in, you're right. Or because you made it work. Yeah, well, I'm living with someone and we, we, we love each other. It doesn't make it right in the Bible. Don't use other words to make right what's actually rebellion. Are you with me? And when it comes to excess baggage, people will do all sorts of things. And they'll try and make it right. I was reading about this young guy, 19-year-old Scottish singer, James McAlver. He's the head of a band, a band called The Rewind. Well, he got to the airport, and he was desperate to avoid paying excess baggage. His bag was overweight. This is what he says. The woman told me either one of my bags must go into the hold, or I'm not getting on. The rest of the band had gone through, so I couldn't give them any of my clothes. So unwilling to pay the equivalent of 850 rand for excess baggage, the first thing he did was he unpacked his bags and he started to put on all his clothes. He didn't stop until he had 12 layers of clothing on. On the flight, his body overheated. And he jumped up in the seat a little way into the flight and vomited over passengers and crew. Then collapsed from over, overheating in the passageway and he had to be given medical attention and when they arrived in Glasgow because he was flying from London to Glasgow they had to put him in an ambulance you see you can find your way around excess baggage but you will pay you will pay because in God's economy there's certain things that are considered rebellion and even though you can squeeze them in your luggage there's going to be a cost later on am I making sense? Number seven, as we come to a close, now stay with me here, don't switch off. Storms free us from excess baggage. Sometimes when you're in a very difficult time, that's the time you're ready to give up your excess baggage because you're in so much pain and you're being battered. And sometimes God allows storms in your life because it's the excess baggage he's trying to get rid of. If you have too much, listen, if you have too much money and too much peace and too much joy and everything's going well and you're in rebellion, guess what? You're not going to give it up. People say to you, you shouldn't be doing that. The Bible says, oh man, I'm so enjoying. Look at the blessing on me. Yeah, but you're living with so-and-so. Yeah, but the Lord seems to be blessing us. Watch God send some 
so that you get rid of your excess baggage. Now, the Apostle Paul, remember he was in a storm in the book of Acts chapter 27? And this is what they said they did. Here's a picture of what happened spiritually, Acts 27. It says, we took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard, the valuable stuff. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. You get so desperate, you'll get rid of everything. But we hold on to everything. They got rid of the cargo and the tackle. Why? Because it's about, God, I need you to help me. Pray that God doesn't bring us to storms before we let go. Now, there's another man in the Bible, quickly, a man called Jonah, who God said, I want you to go to Nineveh. By the way, Nineveh is in Iraq. That's where the Lord sent him. Most people don't know that. Iraq. The Iraqis at that time, the Ninevites, the Assyrians, they had come down and they had attacked Israel. They had seriously hurt the Israelites, taken them captive, raped them, pillaged them. And now God was sending Jonah and saying, hey, I want you to go up there and I want you to preach forgiveness to them and I want you to tell them that the grace of God is being extended to them. He's like, no way. You know what they've done to us? Jonah was carrying emotional excess baggage. Are you with me? We think as South Africans, we're the only ones who carry it. No, every nation of the world is in danger of carrying excess baggage. And God had to deal with Jonah because Jonah's excess baggage prevented him from making the journey that God had for him. So Jonah goes in the opposite direction. Let's read it quickly here, just a few verses. Jonah chapter 1, it says, But Jonah ran away from the Lord, as if you can, and he headed for Tarshish. You'll say, where's Tarshish? Tarshish is near Gibraltar in southern Spain. Do you know where that is in, in relation to Iraq? Four and a half thousand kilometers in the opposite direction. Now, God had to deal with Jonah. It says, he went down to Joppa. There he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and he sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. How many of you can't flee from the Lord? Psalm 139 verse 7. Where shall I flee to from your spirit? David realized he couldn't run away. But Jonah thought he could run away. And I want to say to you, if you're in the room today, you can't run away from God. He will bring storms to get rid of your baggage. Now, notice what happens in the story here. It says, then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. Now, the sailors, they respond. They, they get it. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. They reckon, hey, we've got excess baggage. But what did Jonah do? But Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. If you hide away when a storm comes and hold on to your baggage, you're not going to end up in a good place. Because he eventually got thrown overboard, and he ended up in the belly of a whale. And if you want to be in a deep, dark place, hold on to your baggage. But if you want to release your baggage, guess what? Eventually, when he made up his mind, the whale put him on the beach. And God says, if you can get rid of your excess baggage, I can get you to where I want you to be. I can use you. I can take you to great heights. But you've got to be willing. And the question is, at the counter, did you pack this yourself? Yes, I did. Well, then unpack it. And I want to tell you this morning, we are at God's check-in counter. And he ain't fooled. This is not overweight. He's saying, you know what's in there. God's got like x-ray eyes. He doesn't need to put it through the machine. He's just like, Zzz. But guess what? He's not condemning. He's wanting to free us. And many people, they just want to be Christians, and they want to smuggle some stuff with you. 
Do you love Jesus? Yes, I do, but I'm smuggling this with. Before I pray with you this morning, it's such a funny story. There's this woman in Venezuela. Her husband's in prison. And uh, he's been convicted of uh, car theft. Eight years and nine months. But she's allowed to visit him and stay over. So she arrives with her pink suitcase and her daughter, and she sleeps over. Next morning, she says to the guards, cheers. But they notice she's struggling with that case. She's struggling. So they say, can we help you? No, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. But she's struggling with that case. So they ask her, open the case. Open the case. There's her husband inside. (laughs) You see, some people, they want to smuggle their excess baggage. But God says, open the case and let it go. We hope you have been blessed and inspired by this message.